Hello, colleagues, and welcome to another Five for Friday episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Today's shout-out goes to Krista8967, who wrote in a recent review, I absolutely love this podcast. Frederick Buskey gives helpful tips that you can put into action right away. This show has been part of my weekly routine since my journey into educational leadership began. Thank you for the kind words, Krista, and I'm so glad that this show is helpful. Hello, colleagues, and welcome to the Assistant Principal Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Frederick Buskey. We are all on a leadership journey. Every day, we have a chance to grow. Every day, we have a chance to help others grow. My goal and the goal of this podcast is to help you grow into being a strategic leader, a leader who puts people before purpose, who solves problems instead of treating symptoms, and who understands the difference between progress and action. Through this podcast, my daily email, and virtual programs, I'm working to build a network of inspired and inspiring school leaders. Let's get started on today's adventure and this unique opportunity to learn to live and lead better. Today's episode of Five for Friday recaps the strategic leadership emails for the week of October 16th through 20th, 2023. I was so excited after recording Tuesday's podcast with Michelle Mattoon that I totally rearranged my content for the week and decided to pull five tips from the podcast to use in the daily email to reinforce some really sound meeting practices. And the fifth tip was not actually on our show, and I can't believe I didn't mention it, but you'll get it here as a bonus on Five for Friday if you didn't already see it in this morning's email. Now, because we had the show on Tuesday, I'm planning on running through these pretty briefly, but I think this will be a good reminder and, and boost to what you heard on Tuesday. And while there is significant overlap between today's show and Tuesday's, it might be a little bit less overwhelming. I'll provide Michelle's email address at the end of the show and include it in the show notes as she will send a meeting template to anyone who wants it. If you want better meetings, don't reinvent the wheel, just email Michelle. Tip one was to have a clear, actionable goal in an agenda ahead of time. If there's going to be a meeting, there should be a purpose to the meeting that is 100% clear to everyone. Everyone should know why we're moving into this room, why we're going to be spending time together. And it should be clear on what the specific outcome is. And if you can't identify a specific actionable outcome from a meeting, then you probably shouldn't be having a meeting. And getting the agenda out ahead of time, that's almost just courtesy. If you're like me, you've walked into meetings before where there was no agenda you didn't know what was happening, you didn't know why we were there, and you know how frustrating that is. Tip two is to allot time to each item and use a timer to signal the end. Now I've used this practice of setting time limits on discussion and they were really helpful. And the other thing that went along with that was really limiting discussion to about three agenda items because I found if we ever got over three, then we began just kind of covering stuff. If we we're going to have any kind of a discussion, which would be the reason that we would have a group of people come together, 
we really couldn't handle more than one, one to three things. I hadn't used the timer and I love that because it's always difficult when you're facilitating a meeting that time is up and somebody's going on and on and you don't want to jump in and just cut them off and interrupt them. The timer doing that for you is a great tip. So that's tip two, a lot time to each item and use a timer to signal the end of discussion. The third tip is to write down who is responsible and what the deadline is for any action items. And again, if you have no action items coming out of a meeting, then in all likelihood, the meeting was a waste of people's time. If you're going to have action items, then you need to write those down. Make sure we know who is responsible for doing what by when. And then an additional part of that is making sure that you follow up and that people are accountable. So if we're going to meet again in two weeks, I want to follow up maybe in nine days, reach out to the person and say, Hey, this was your action item. You know, how's it going? And then when we get into the meeting, those action items should be driving the agenda for the next meeting. And we can have that person report out on what happened. And if we get in the pattern of doing that, that's a great way for people to be accountable. An easy way to build in that accountability if you're running regular meetings or when you finish a meeting is to immediately go to your calendar and put in a slot. If you're meeting again in two weeks, nine, 10 days out, put in a slot of prep for meeting on X date and make sure as part of that prep that you're reaching out to people to remind them that there are action items to do. Tip four is to put informational items at the bottom of the agenda and to not read them. Teach people, train people that FYIs are going to be at the bottom of the agenda. If somebody has a burning question, they can ask that, but don't cover those items. Again, it's a waste of time because people can read that for themselves. There's no decisions to be made. There's no action to be taken. They're purely informational. Stick them at the bottom and don't go over them. Now I know you then are thinking, well, okay, wait a minute, but what if these are those people that don't read their emails and they won't take care of it unless I pound that message? That's a different issue. The fact that people don't follow up on information that has been provided, that is a different issue than running a great meeting. Don't run the two of them together. Run your great meeting and then as a separate process, if you have someone that's never turning in their grades on time because they don't read their emails and they don't look at the bottom of the agenda, that is a separate issue of accountability or helping somebody have better process management but don't make your meetings pay the price for somebody else not doing their job and for you needing to be able to follow up with them. All right. And that fifth tip is the one that I didn't share in the podcast, and that's to calculate the cost of the meeting. I heard this one when I was doing some consulting in the private sector and one of my fellow trainers talked about that and it really blew me away. We take for granted that meeting time is air quotes already paid for, right? Most of us in education are on a salary and there's this tendency to devalue our time and attention because it's already paid for and we don't put an hourly price on it, but we should put hourly prices on our work because in that way, we can get a better estimate of the value of what we're doing. 
if I make the equivalent of $150 a day and I invest a half hour working with a new teacher to help them manage their classroom better and get more joy out of the profession, is that worth $75? Heck yeah, of course, because I know it's going to cost me thousands of dollars to recruit a new teacher. I know that the lost learning for many kids may never become recovered. So $75 to help move that class, that's great. But what if we take 10 people like me making that $150 a day and, and I'm, I'm realizing my math calculation is, is off, but it's still worth $75 for that teacher, even though that would be a half day, not a half hour. By the same token, if you take 10 of us making that $150 a day, or what about, I don't know, $20 an hour, if we take that, is that meaning worth $200 or $300 or $400. Honestly, I've sat in department meetings with 25 people that equaled out to about $1,000 for a meeting. Think about your faculty meetings. If you have 40 teachers in there and it's an hour-long faculty meeting, that meeting could easily be costing $1,000. And so think about, are you getting $1,000 worth of value out of that meeting? I think this will absolutely impact the way you think about meetings. And honestly, it may create more frustration in certain circumstances as you sit in there and you're doing your mental math and you're thinking, really, we're, in, we're spending this much money, but it will make you a much better person at leading meetings because at the end of the meeting, you can think, okay, did we get $300 of value over this? Was this worth it? The big takeaway that I'd like you to have from this podcast today is that every minute of our day has a price. That price can and should be measured in money, but more importantly, in time and attention. Of course, some meetings are necessary. IEPs are absolutely essential parts of identifying important strategies for working with a vulnerable group of students. However, the value of a meeting should never be measured on its own. It should always be measured against the alternative. Was this meeting as important as developing a support plan for a student in crisis? Was this meeting as important as investing 30 minutes with an early career teacher, listening to their story and helping them think through how they want to grow? Was this meeting as important as developing an SOP, standard operating process, to help front office staff effectively manage unexpected visitors? In some cases, the answer will be yes, and you should absolutely have the meeting. In other cases, it will be no, in which case you should cancel or skip the meetings if at all possible. I know things are pretty hierarchical in most school districts, but I can't help but wonder what might happen if you came into a meeting 30 minutes late, and when you got that negative glance, you said, I'm sorry I'm late but I have a third year teacher who is considering leaving the profession and I needed to do some critical problem solving with her. What would be the response to that? Would the assistant superintendent or principal or whoever's running that meeting, could they really say this meeting is more important than that? I don't know. I know in some districts you couldn't get away with that, but maybe that's actually an option in your district that you don't know about. 
I don't know, might be worth a conversation. I've also got a link in the show notes to an article that was in the Huffington Post, and I think it was in Forbes and some other places, but there's a really powerful visual in which they monitored brain activity of people who were attending back-to-back meetings. And the increase in stress created by those back-to-back meetings was incredibly striking. So a great visual and some good information about the detrimental effects of back-to-back meetings. So just to wrap this up again, I'm not saying all meetings are bad, but if it isn't worth it to have an agenda, a clear goal and an actionable outcome, then what's the point? I really hope these tips for meetings are beneficial. I have sat in so many bad, bad meetings that I'm convinced, obviously I did the daily email and now we had two podcasts this week on meetings and I've been in so many bad ones. I know it's going to be something that's valuable for so many out there. And you can certainly use these tips and should use these tips in running your meetings. If you have other people that are running meetings that could be better, just forward the podcast to them, forward Tuesday's podcast and just say, wow, I learned a lot from this podcast. I'm, it's changing the way I'm planning meetings, email Michelle, get the template, send the template to them and say, Hey, here's the template I'm going to start using. I really encourage you to do this. That's a really easy, safe way. You're not telling people they have crummy meetings, but you're saying, Hey, I think I'm able to improve my meetings. You should definitely look at this. So great way to improve not only what you're doing, but what's happening in your school. Okay. That's it. That's it for this week's five for Friday rendition of the assistant principal podcast. Thank you for including me on your leadership journey. Remember, we've got another great show on Tuesday. Honestly, I don't know what it's going to be as I'm recording this. I'm kind of all out of whack this week, but it'll be a great show. Trust me. Please remember to subscribe and rate this podcast. As I record this, we have 19 ratings and six reviews. So we're inching forward. Remember that increasing those numbers really does help other people find the show. And I appreciate so much hearing from you. Shout out again, Krista. Thank you so much for your kind words. That's it. I'm Frederick Buskey. Thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Have an awesome fall weekend. Cheers. Mm-hmm.